Episode 9 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on October 17th, 2016. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, you can recall your Both and Spies because Bioware outlined their schedule for disseminating information on Knights of the Eternal Throne. I'll tell you when and where you need to be. Still working on your Dark versus Light achievements? The end is near. I'll give you the scoop on when it all stops. Finally this week, Bioware held a live stream on the new Galactic Command system. I'll give you all the details on what this is about. Can you say deja vu all over again? And with that, it's time to make the jump to light speed and check out the state of the Old Republic. Well, welcome to Episode 9 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted. And as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up with you, lined up for you today. And it's always a fine line between news and announcements, so let's just slice the hollow net and go over the news this week. First off, the Dark vs. Light event will end on November 29th. However, the companion reward, right, uh, the, the, what is it, Master Ranos and, and Darth Hexig, that will be decided on November 15th. So the light side continues to kick butt. So you have your so if you have your heart set on the dark side companion, you have got work to do. I'm actually close to getting eternal level on a second server, and I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, the announcement for Knights of the Eternal Throne kind of got me jazzed up a little bit. I sort of took the month of September off, and then after that announcement stuff last week, I went in and uh, just kind of picked up where I left off on this brand new server, and I am now close to reaching the eternal level. So. So happy about that. So I have a couple of servers where I can kind of find things to do. So very, very happy about that. Uh, Bioware held a live stream focusing on the new Galactic Command system. And this was actually earlier today. As I said, I'm recording this on October 17th. So I'll get into that system in a moment. But they also outlined their schedule for covering the rest of the features. So as I said, the Both and Spies can rest easy now because the information is forthcoming. And by the way, I really like these live streams. I mean, the Cantina Tours are cool, but they are not great for getting information out to the player base. I mean, nothing is streamed, and you're relying on tweets from other people there to get your information, and it may or may not be accurate. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are great fun. Cantina Tours are great fun. I've been to one. And if you ever get an opportunity to go to one, you absolutely should. And I mean, because here's what it's like. So let's say, for example, you're unhappy with the game. So you show up like Anderson Cooper from CNN's last 60 Minutes, and you're prepared to ask all of these tough questions. And then you grab a drink, and you look around, and you're like, hey, is that Darian DePaul, the voice of Valkorian? Oh my god, it's him. And the next thing you know, you're taking pictures, you're hugging it out, and you're like, SWOTOR is the greatest game ever and then you go home and you drop a hundred bucks on the cartel market and that's what cantina tours are all about good for bonding and having fun not so great for news and information but back to the live stream here is the schedule of upcoming live streams for knights of the eternal throne so 
Uh, on October 20th, they're going to cover the dark versus light system. And by the way, this is completely different than the, whole, the dark versus light event that's going on and ending soon. This is a brand new system for Knights of the Eternal Throne. On October 27th, they're going to cover uprisings. These are the new Flashpoint type uh, activities that you can do. On November the 3rd, they're going to go over combat and class changes. And what they said about this was each class is probably going to get a couple of new abilities and some new utilities. So no, no one, as far as I know, I haven't really reviewed the data mine stuff, but I don't think anyone's getting a major overhaul. That doesn't mean your class isn't getting nerfed and something's changing. But uh, the idea is just to make it feel like you're getting a little bit of something new, but not to make you feel like completely different from what you're used to. On November 10th, they're going to go over repeatable chapters and difficulty levels. On November 17th, they're going to cover the new planets and story insights. This is with Charles Boyd. And by the way, they said they're introducing two new planets with Knights of the Eternal Throne. One is completely new to the Star Wars universe as a whole. And they said the second one is new to SWOTOR, but not necessarily new. It's something we may have heard of. And I believe, what did Charles say? We may or may not have seen this somewhere recently um, without actually knowing it. So in other words, one of these planets was actually featured in the cinematic. That's the only place we've seen something that was something new, right? So that's that's what that has to mean. So I guess probably at the end there, right, where you saw Balin and Senya facing off, that was probably on one of these new planets. So there you go. This Yes, this is exact quote. You may have seen it without realizing it. So it has to be from the cinematic. Very, very cool. Uh, the next thing I wanted to remind everybody about was the promotions they have going on, which is say, if you are subscribed to the game on uh, by October 25th, you will get the Shea Vizsla Companion. If you are subscribed to the game by November 27th, you will get this new Rapid Recon Walker, which is a mount. And then if you are subscribed from October 25th through November 27th, you will get early access to the game on November the 29th, which means you'll be the first person to get in there and dive in and go through the story and all that. And remember that Knights of the Eternal Throne, they're getting five new levels up to level 70. They are introducing a token to the game. Now remember Knights of the Fallen Empire, they had the level 60 token. Well, in Knights of the Eternal Throne, they're going to have a single token, but you are going to get the choice where you can either start at level 60 and play through Knights of the Fallen Empire, or you can start at level 65 and play through Knights of the Eternal Throne. So not two new tokens, but a but a, but a one single brand new token that will allow you to <clears throat> choose where you want to begin your story. So nice idea. I kind of like that. So... That is all the news that I have for this week. Now I want to cover some of the details on the Galactic Command System. And like I said, they did a live stream. Uh, Bioware did a live stream to reveal some details. And they also posted a blog over on the official site, site over at SWOTOR.com, outlining the Galactic Command System. So this is pretty pretty cool stuff. I'm going to say... Uh, I don't know what the reaction is going to be. I'm, I'm guessing the reaction for this is going to be mixed because as I hinted in the introduction, I refer to it as deja vu all over again. And the reason I, I said that is because 
the Galactic Command is a system. It is not an activity per se, right? And so when you when, when these games come about, when they release expansions and they introduce new features, they kind of come in two varieties. One are these systems, which Galactic Command is is one of them. And then there's activities. So activities are things like uprisings or the Knights of the Eternal Throne story. Those are some of the new activities that you will be partaking in. And partaking in those activities will contribute towards your galactic command system. So it is a system. It is not an activity in and of itself. And so I mentioned uprisings and, of course, the Knights of the Eternal Throne story as activities that contribute to the galactic command system. So what are some of the other activities? Well, it's probably easier to list activities that don't contribute to the system than things that do because it is pretty much everything. And this is where... I can kind of hear people's eyes rolling a little bit and going, oh, God, oh, God. Right. So some of the activities that you can do to contribute to the Galactic Command system. Well, as we said, chapters, the Knights of the Fallen Empire story, those chapters are going to be replayable. They're going to have multiple levels, just like the Knights of the Eternal Throne chapters. So participating in those chapters, you will earn points for your Galactic Command system, doing your dailies. And heroics, the heroics, right? The weekly heroics, the planetary heroics, those will contribute to the galactic command system. So you'll be doing those heroics. The dailies, the ones, the quests, right? On Yavin 4, on Zyost, on Oricon, uh, where else? Section X, the black hole. Yep, you're going to want to go back and replay all of those things because you will earn points towards those. Flashpoints, doing those in solo modes, doing them in tactical modes. I think hard modes are also going to contribute as well. But all the flashpoints that exist in the game are activities that you can participate in that will count towards your galactic command system. War zones, uh, galactic starfighter, and operations as well. Story mode, uh, hard mode operations as well. So how does this system work? Well, there's actually going to be an interface, a whole UI. And this is actually kind of a neat thing. I believe they they said you go in there and you hit Control G. Of course, they'll have an icon uh, on that little bar with 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 all the icons, and it's going to open up an interface, and you will see all the activities that you can do for your Galactic Command. And you basically go click on something. Let's say you want to click on a do a flashpoint. So I'm going to do a solo flashpoint. You click on that, and I assume you can select the flashpoint maybe that you want to do, and it will boom take you right there. Same, you'll be able to choose your heroics and things right there. Click on the chapters icon and you'll be able to choose, oh, you know what, I want to go do Profit and Plunder. And you're going to choose that chapter from Knights of the Fallen Empire and boom, it'll probably allow you to go ahead and start playing that activity right then and there. And same with Operations. Oh, you know what, I'm going to do Eternity Vault Story Mode and you can just queue for it right from this one interface. Pretty, pretty cool. And... Galactic Command, they said, offers like three difficulty modes of story, veteran, and master, which is kind of interesting. So it says that most of the combat missions, if, you, if your chosen mission offers the ability to choose your level of difficulty, you will see a toggle. So you can access the set and to set your chosen difficulty. And I think the exception here is operations, which you can only play in story mode when accessed through the, the Galactic Command interface. However, you can still access them normally in veteran and master difficulty. So they're kind of renaming their... There are difficulty levels here, but most of these activities, I guess, are going to have difficulty levels tied to them. 
Now the system itself is going to have a rank, right? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, and this is the, the big thing. It's a points system, right? So you're going to be earning your command rank and the rank is obviously going to be achieved by playing pretty much all those aforementioned activities. So if you want to do the flashpoints and these things, you're going to earn points. So every time you play, you're going to earn this command experience, which eventually, which will ultimately increase your command rank. And of course, as your rank goes up, you're going to be earning rewards and they're going to have these new command crates. And you're going to be able to go and it's going to work, I think, with like the item stash and everything like that. So you're going to get a crate and then you're going to open up the crate. I'll talk about the crates in in a minute here, but that's the idea, right? So you're going to perform these activities. You're going to earn points from these activities. The harder the activity, the more difficult the activity, the more points that you're going to earn. Right, so obviously, if you do a hard mode flashpoint, it's going to hopefully earn you more points than doing a solo mode flashpoint. Uprisings, I would hope that uprisings, doing them as a four with a group of four, is going to earn you more points than doing them by yourself. And that I hope that was earn you a bunch of a lot of points because it's newer content. Right, you'd like to steer people towards doing the newer things. Uh, the assumption here is if you do a hard mode operation, like the highest difficulty of an operation, you are going to earn a lot more points. So, as you said, um, the command crate. So every time you earn a new command rank, you're going to be given a command crate. And the command crates, what they said, will now be the primary method. And this is important. This will be the primary method through which players with max level characters can continue to increase the level of their gear. As a result, you can now gear your character by playing virtually any activity in the game. Okay, so to understand exactly what this means, uh, they actually, Eric Musco actually took to the forums after doing the live stream and, and answered a whole bunch of questions regarding the Galactic Command System and the crates and the idea of endgame gearing in Knights of the Eternal Throne. So here's what he had to say. So once you hit level 70, the source of endgame gear will be command crates from Galactic Command. Most activities in the game will earn command experience points, which will earn you command ranks. Each time your command rank increases, of course, you will earn a command crate. The higher your command rank, the better the gear that will drop from your command crates. The highest difficulty operations and uprisings along with ranked war zones are intended to be the fastest way to earn command XP. This means they are the fastest way to get the best gear. Both PvP and PvE gear will come from command crates. Their gear is now shared as expertise is being removed. And I think he did a separate thread on expertise. But the expertise stat is being removed from the game. And I think uh, and he talked briefly about what will happen with those expertise crystals i don't know what kind of stat they're they're getting i think i can get it mastery actually i think they will, they will become mastery crystals so <laughs> there you go time to go st- i don't know again how good mastery will be relative to say crit or or power but might want to stock up on some of those old war zone crystals now because they tend to be cheaper so you might want to get yourself a handful of expertise crystals just so you're prepared just saying gear will no longer drop from bosses from bosses all gear will come from command crates all cosmetic slash unique drops will still remain on those bosses stronghold doc decorations wings of the architect etc 
players will be able to craft comparable item level gear without set bonuses. So there you go. This is it. No more gear from bosses anywhere. You're just going to get, I think, some... And which means the crystals and I think the commendation stuff is going to disappear as well, too. Very interesting to see that the Galactic Command system is the end game. And whether you're doing operations at the highest level or whether you're just sitting there doing your solo stuff, everyone ultimately will be earning, be able to get access to the same type of gear. What will be different is the speed and the rate at which you gain access to that gear. So the harder the stuff that you do, the faster you will get there and the faster you will earn it. A couple other things to note here. So the Galactic Command, there is going to be a cap, right? I think there is going to be a, a level cap. I, I, I think the data mine information has it at level 100, but it has not been stated. But just as an example, there is going to be a cap however uh what 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 they did say there so so the question is hey wait a minute if i have maxed out my galactic command but i was had very poor rng with my command crates and i didn't get that one item that i needed am i going to be able to still how am i going to get it because it's not dropping from from bosses and basically they said, yeah, that what, you won't have to worry about it. And the idea is, you know, there is a cap. And when you hit the cap, you can continue to earn the command XP and fill your bar so that you, quote, level. And he says when this happens and you are at the cap, you will get a command crate, but you won't level up. So good and the bad. So obviously the highest, the highest rank, you want to get to the highest rank, the max rank, because that's where the best stuff is going to come out of those command crates. However, once you do that, it's going to, take you it's like you're going to have to grind that max level every time to get a new command crate and get better items of gear so this is just going to be an ongoing thing it's it's this is just going to be you know you're just going to be that hamster on that treadmill going and going and going even once you once you hit the cap so you can continue to get everything you need and by the way there's going to be a button in the ui so let's just say that you get the same freaking earpiece five times in a row and you only have you only need the one well you're going to have this button called disintegrate and you can just disintegrate destroy that item and basically convert it convert it into galactic command points so that's kind of a nice thing it's that way it's you know you get a little bit of bonus you don't get completely punished for bad rng one other thing to keep in mind here too is you only need to be level 70 to access the galactic command you do not have to finish the knights of the eternal throne story so just something to think about right because there are lots of ways to get to level 70 and this is interesting right so you might not want to jump into the knights of the eternal throne story right away you might want to go do some things and get to level 70 and and the nice thing about that there's lots of things you can do right because we um such as like those solo flashpoints. You might want to just go run a bunch of solo flashpoints since it's repeatable. You probably don't want to do your dailies and you probably don't want to do those weekly heroics because they're weekly. You don't want to burn through that, especially if the there is going to be a bonus, right? Every day they're going to highlight an activity where you can earn bonus command points for, for participating in that activity. So let's just say on day one, November 29th, early access, 
you they say, hey, dailies and weekly heroics, okay, you might want to just jump into this galactic command system right away, which means you might want to do some solo flashpoints and use that as a way to level up to level 70, you know, the black talent and things like that, because you can earn XP for your level the way the game is designed now. And furthermore, you might want to take that Victorious Pioneer's armor set that you have, right? And do some low-level content and just put in some basic mods and things in there. You don't have to rip out your expensive ones to do that. You can just put in some basic ones because you're getting squished down anyway. And you can use that to get your giant XP bonus on top of your guild XP and get all these XP boosts. And just run through that and get to level 70 right away. And boom, start participating in the Galactic Command System ASAP. And then you can do the Knights of the Eternal Throne system. A game story starting out at level 70. I'm going to give that... They'll see if they if there's any reason to not want to do that, but that's what I'm going to consider doing right now. So, back to this concept of the Galactic Command System being the source of endgame gear. I like this. I like this a lot. I like the fact that the best gear in the game for Knights of the Eternal Throne is not going to be tied to doing hard mode operations. Now, if they were introducing new hard mode operations, I would say, oh, this is crazy. You have to have the best gear in there because that is by far the hardest content and that's what you need to be doing to do that, right? Because if there was a new operation like that, that would be the progression system. But the operations are no longer the progression system in this game right now. There really isn't any progression system. And so they are making this galactic command system be the progression system. And the idea is you will be able to earn the ultimately earn the best gear by participating in this system and you'll be able to do it however you want. That said, if you do hard mode operations, right, you're gonna earn more points and you're gonna uh, increase your galactic command ranks much faster than if you just do daily quests every day, right? You know, it's, then it's, it's designed around that. And I don't know how many ranks there are. I don't know how many points it is. I don't know how long it's going to take to get to the end. But the idea is the harder the content you do, meaning the, the faster you'll, you'll level up. So the more hardcore you are, I suppose, the faster you're going to level up. But everybody ultimately will have the opportunity to level up no matter, you know, how strong or weak a player you are. I like this because, as I said, if they had hard mode operations, do hard mode operations, right? You'd earn that gear, and then later on, you knew maybe in March or April they're going to earn a uh, release a brand new operation. Well, you would want that gear. That gear would help you defeat the new bosses in that new operation. But that's not how this game is set up anymore. Even though they do have the existing operations, so you know if you're sick and tired of doing some of those hard mode operations or don't want to have a Uh, do it every week or whatever you don't have to and you can still progress through the system you can still get rewarded with the best gear of the game and i'm assuming i'm assuming that's going to mean you're going to get gear with set bonuses and so forth so i like that i personally like that i'm sure not everyone will be thrilled with that but honestly given the fact that a lot of our time is going to be spent playing content that we've been playing for the last five years Right, The only new content, the only new activities are these uprisings, which they're going to release some of them at launch, and then later in the year they're going to release more of them. So there'll be more coming. And, of course, the Knights of the Eternal Throne story is the other new activity. But that said, I mean, that's how these games work, right? And so I guess whether or not you like this system a lot, 
is going to have to do with whether or not you are just sick and tired of replaying this game. If you are tired of doing those daily quests, if you are tired of doing those those weekly heroics, if you are tired of running these same flashpoints, if you are tired of running these same operations, well, maybe this just isn't the game for you anymore because that's what this game has come down to. They have designed it such that everything they build will remain relevant at at, at max level at towards the end game. And this is sort of the new end game. This Galactic Command is the new end game. And it's going to allow you to kind of gear up and do everything that you could do by however you want to play it, by choosing you know the activities that you're most interested in doing to play the game. So I understand why someone might not like it because it's it's requiring you to some degree to to replay all of this stuff over again. And right, and we just had this dark versus light event that's ending where you were leveling up new characters where you were going through these flashpoints war zones and all this stuff right so a lot of you have probably played this to death in fact if you're done with the dark versus light and you've played through the knights of the fallen empire storyline you might want to take a break this would not be the worst time in the world to kind of step away and take a break so that some of these things will feel somewhat fresh and some of it's going to feel fresh at least for me i haven't done the black hole or section x in a long time. It's probably been a while since I've run any of those. So it won't quite feel so bad if I go back in there and do those again. But some of this other stuff, I feel like I've kind of played to death. But if you enjoy it still, then this is a a fine system. You know, I'll probably spend most of my time replaying the Knights of the Eternal Throne story, picking out chapters that I like in Knights of the Fallen Empire, as well as well, I don't know. Did I mention the uprising? Doing the uprising. So I'll try and focus on, on the newer stuff more more than the older stuff, but that's it. Uh, back to the ma- command crates real quick. And they're going to be able to contain multiple items. So you'll get companion gifts, cosmetic weapons, armor, mounts, pets, and as I said, the most powerful gear in the game. And as your command rank increases, so does the level of the gear. Uh, it's also going to contribute to this dark versus light and they didn't really cover this much in the live stream but on their blog they did talk about the dark versus light side battles and i'm just going to read this real a little bit here it says starting with knights of the eternal throne players will be able to choose whether they are fighting for the dark or light side of the force upon doing so so you're going to have to i guess you're going to have to make some sort of declaration right oh i'm for the light i'm for the dark whatever all of your actions, including killing elite enemies, completing missions, making story choices, will contribute to the ongoing dark versus light side war on each server. So this is a server activity. And you know these dark side light, dark and light side choices, they're going to influence the balance of the two sides of the force on each server and reflect it on the dark versus light side meter. So there's going to be a meter that's part of the Galactic Command interface. And as one side begins to dominate, players will begin to see the impact all around them. So, for example, if the dark side is is growing stronger, you might see Sith alkalites begin spawning and attacking different planets. Like this at Alderaan and Tatooine were an example. So, and then to be declared winner of the dark versus light side war, one side must reach dark five or light five. And upon winning, I guess different things will happen on the server based on your character's alignment. So, if you're on the winning side, uh, you're gonna have You'll get bonus command experience points, and you'll have access to a special cosmetic item vendor. And if your character's alignment match is on the losing side, 
then you will get a bonus to all light side points earned. For example, that's if the light side were to lose. And then I guess you'll remain in a victory state for a period of time, and then it's going to reset. However, the losing side will then be given an advantage to try and swing this thing back and forth. So that's all they had to say. Like I said, there's going to be another live stream on October the 20th to cover this system, but that adds another wrinkle, I guess, to the <clears throat> to the whole galactic command system. So, yeah, it's coming. It's, like I said, it's a system. It's not an activity. And the fact that we can get uh, the gear out of it, I kind of like that they went to that choice and made this sort of the end game system. So I like that decision most of all. That that probably probably, probably made me a little bit happier about the system than, than, than anything else. By the way, one thing I mentioned in the live stream, they did show a snippet of video, and which I can only assume was from one of the Knights of the Eternal Throne story chapters. And it showed you, your character, in a walker, just blowing up all sorts of enemies and things. So my guess is, like as I, I had alluded to last week, hoping that maybe with the added difficulty levels that they might have some more interesting gameplay for these chapters. Sounds like that's going to happen. So you're going to get to do things like get inside of a walker and, and run around. So I think that's kind of cool. Uh, what else about the Galactic Command system? It's uh, going to be restricted to subscribers only, by the way. So you're if you want to participate in the Galactic Command system, you will have to, I guess, have an active subscription to the game. In fact, this is how it's going to work. And what uh, they said on the forums was uh, FTP, F2P, and preferred players will be unable to earn endgame gear since they will not have access to the Galactic Command system. Now, if they were a subscriber who went preferred and had earned gear through the, the Galactic Command, they won't take that away, but they will be unable to earn additional gear through Command ranks until they subscribe. They can still get gear through crafting. That is unchanged. So if you are a free-to-play player or preferred player, you're going to have to buy crafted gear, in which case you want to have access to the set bonuses, or you're just going to have to be subscribed, or you're going to have to you know, subscribe to a, for a period of time until you get everything that you need out of the Galactic Command system, and then you can unsubscribe and carry on. So really, again, they're, they're, they are just totally pushing people to subscribe to this game and they are really trying to give incentives to do that that's really all i have to say on the galactic command system take it for what it's worth that is just the nature of the game now where as i said everything that they add to the game whether it's new or old seems to be like it's going to contribute towards whatever the end game is and right and and, and think about this look a year ago a year ago all we wanted to do was play the Knights of the Fallen Empire story. We couldn't wait to get in there and see what happens next. And we had those nine chapters that came out right around this time of year. And then we couldn't wait till the next set of chapters came out in January. And it's a year later. And I wouldn't blame anyone if they didn't want to set foot into the Knights of the Fallen Empire story, at least for a while, right? Because we know the story. We've seen it. We've made all the choices. You've done it on a billion characters. And it's old. Everything that's new will eventually become old. But the way this game is designed is they figure, hey, you may want to go back and do it, and and it is what it is. And like I said, they are introducing Uprisings, Knights of the Eternal Throne, and they did say that they were looking to introduce 
more group content. They weren't specific, but in January, hopefully we'll get some details. And again, they didn't say operations specifically, but they did mention eight-man content as something they were looking to add to the game. And we also know that there will be more uprisings added to the game after the first of the year. Sometime after January, we should see that. So the takeaway I, I got from this as well is they're still looking to hopefully do this monthly cadence of content or at least maybe every other month or something like that. So it's not like we're going to get Knights of the Eternal Throne and that's it. So it does sound like they're still looking to do, a, like I said, some type of monthly cadence of content. So that I take away as I'm encouraged by that. So we'll just have to see what exactly it is that they deliver. But you know what? Uh, I, I definitely hear the music this time around, and that can mean only one thing. You have managed to survive another half hour listening to Episode 9 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I am your host, Ted, and I do thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show site, which is currently SotorPodcast.com. And there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at SotorPodcast. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast. Tune in next week for episode 10, where I will talk about the Dark versus Light live stream that they're doing on October the 20th. And as always, remember that Sith code, cake is a lot.